This is the Internet Ballers Podcast, episode 82. This is the Internet Ballers Podcast with your host, Michael Pasha, the show for internet entrepreneurs who want to learn how uncertainty and struggle turn into confidence and success. Welcome to the Ballers Circle. Thanks for listening and welcome to the Baller Circle. I'm Michael Pasha, the host of the Internet Ballers Podcast, and today I'm excited to have David Wonke to the Baller Circle. David is the CEO of Pure Tropics, is an all-natural skincare line which started out as a necessity to solve his own skincare problems. The line has made six figures within the first six months, and just off of using Instagram alone and Instagram models and Victoria's Secret models, David has been able to grow this company. So I was excited to have David on the show because... As an internet baller and someone who's just starting out in his business and had so much success early on, I want to know specifically what it was that made him uh, such a success that's different than what other people are doing. Uh, so, David, I'm happy to have you on the show. How are you doing today? I'm good, man. Thank you for having me. Yeah, yeah, no problem. So, the first thing I want to get a clear understanding of is where did you grow up and what was life like for you? And I grew up in California, um, homeschooled part of high school, graduated around 15, man, started college, um, went right into college then. But, um, you know, college is not for everybody. So um, I got my aircraft mechanics license and my pilot license and thought that was the path for me. And it turned out as something different. Hmm. Okay. So what what was the first time that uh, and did and did you have inklings of entrepreneurship before or was there something that happened that that made you decide that uh, you wanted to try to start your own business? I always knew I was going to have my own business and you know live a certain type of life since I was little. But the um, real time when I was like, okay, I need to get serious about this is when I got laid off from a job I had, um, a government contract job, and at that point I kind of knew you know I never wanted to never wanted to be not in control of my own life again. Right. So it was that lack of security. Um, exactly. Somebody else dictated whether your pay comes or not. Right, right. Cool. So before you before you started your current company, were there other business ventures that you tried to start out? And uh, and what happened with those if you did? Detail shops, some other little stuff, man. But I learned a lot from them. Learned that I don't like working with partners. I learned... Uh, <laughs> some little flaws and stuff like that, but then social media really took off and it just opened a whole new door. Nice, nice. I like that. So with the with your current company, um, what I guess what was the impetus for this company? How did you get the idea? Man, every time I'd go to the barber shop and get shaved, I'd get bad ingrown hairs. And um, after trying everything on the market, I couldn't figure out nothing that worked, nothing that could hold back or keep the ingrowns from coming. So I decided to start, uh, figure out my own way to stop them. So uh, I started doing a lot of research, started trying out stuff, started mixing stuff out in it. It turned out it worked. And at that point, I remember telling my family, man, if this works for me, this is going to work for everybody. And I'm going to make a lot of money off of this. <laughs> so <laughs> so and, and the cool thing about that is like what, what you know, as, as someone who, I mean, based on the, the information you told me before, it doesn't sound like, uh, you know, you have a background in, you know, product development or packaging or, um, you know, putting together these sort of things. How did you learn the steps that you needed to, to, I guess, go from idea to actually having something that was ready to, uh, to go into the marketplace? It's just 
mystical thing people forget about, man. It's called the internet. I got on Google, YouTube, Pinterest. There's so much information at our fingertips that we just don't take advantage of. We want somebody to spoon feed it to us. So I just got on those, man. So there's a thousand recipes, a thousand ideas, a thousand thoughts, and you just put them together. And um, once I figured out what works, I kind of just started playing with it. And I still, we still package and bottle everything ourselves. But back then, you know, I was making maybe a gallon at a time. Now I make 55 gallons at a time. Okay. So, I mean, it was it's a really dope process that you can start from an idea and build it all the way through to the point now where we have our own lab, our own warehouse and stuff like that. It's, it's crazy, man. So for someone listening who's thinking, I have an idea for something, for a product I want to put out there, and I want to go through these steps that David took, I, I, you know, I'll go on Google and try to find out some formulas that I can play around with. I guess what was the, I guess, uh, the process that you went through? Because I, I assume you probably went on Google, you looked at a couple formulas, you tried some out, the, the first you know, ones didn't work. Um, I guess what was your process for uh, figuring out like iteratively how to improve and how long did it take you to really get to something that you thought was, uh, I guess, really would it, that helped you initially? From start to launch, it was about six months. It only took me about a month or two to figure out how I was going to make it. Um, I, uh, I did so much research on different plants and saps and extracts that um, I wanted to use. You know, there's a million things that all fix or help or cure the same thing, but it's putting it together. Okay. But from once I got my initial recipe to test and trying it, I was always trying on my own self. So, I mean, I had that. I got a haircut every week, so every week I had to deal with ingrown hairs. So <laughs> there's a lot of time to play, but then I guess let's move on to – the business aspect, I started researching the laws. A lot of these skincare websites and wholesalers and um, just sites online are gracious enough to provide the laws. Or they provide all the information you need. So I would print it out. I would highlight the important stuff. I would read. I would study because it's pointless doing anything if you don't know it inside and out. So I would study all the laws to make sure I'm good. At that point, I really knew that you know I could take this, I could do this on my own. I was taking little online courses. I was going to health food stores, talking to those people, learning. So, I mean, the whole process was just about learning. Right, then right. came station, and that's where that's the tricky part, man. That's when you try to get that first sales, or you try to find bottles and packaging, or design a label. That's where it really gets <laughs> a handful, and you can go all over the place. Right. So what what did you make? Uh, I'm assuming in the beginning when you were you testing out different things and trying to figure out if you know this you know avenue would work or in that avenue would work. Did you did you make mistakes along the way? Yeah, yeah. I mean, for every one recipe, you probably went through 50 variations of the same recipe to get it right. right. Even to this day, if some I don't like something, I'm changing it. If the scent's not right or the feel's not right, I test everything before beforehand. I have to make sure everything's right. Right. You never start off perfect. So, I mean, you just got to roll with the punches. They're going to come. It's going to be hard. It's going to be. I was, I was, and I started this business out my paycheck. So, every paycheck, a portion of this, my check was going to building this business. I still have stuff from two years ago that I thought I was going to use or thought I was going to need that I never used. And that's all part of it. Hmm. So, in this process of you have the product, now you want to take it to market. Uh, how did you figure out who your ideal target audience was and how to really get your product in front of them? Man, uh, my target audience were men. 
And so I launched the Instagram. I kind of knew that was the direction I was going to go. I knew that's how I was going to make the money. And no men were buying it. It was only women. At that point, man, I was like, okay, so this is all women buying. I need to change this really quick. And so at that point, I started adding more products geared towards women and start changing my marketing tactics. Um, it took me about a month and a half to figure it out. But <laughs> once I figured it out, man, that switch was the best thing I could have ever did. Hmm. Instead of persisting to stay with, oh, this is what I think my, my product should be for, I listened to the market and it pretty much led me to where I am now. Even to this day, man, if um, so many people ask about a certain product, that's the next product I'll make. I don't make a product that I want. I make a product that they want because they're the ones who just want to spend the money. Right. Do you do customer surveys? Do you do any uh, market research to, to figure out, uh, I guess, to get more information from your customers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, after you order my product every two weeks, we're going to send out an email about, well, after two weeks, we're going to send out an email wanting to see how you like it, um, any problems, what we could do better, stuff like that. So we do keep track of it. We also we also offer $10 gift card. So if you buy our product, do a before picture in three to two, three weeks, send us an after picture, we send you a gift card. So between those, man, we got so much feedback. Plus with social media, if you're doing anything wrong, they're going to let you know. They're going to put you <laughs> on the comments, man. So nice. you know something's not right or... I mean, I don't expect it to work for everybody, so I take it with a grain of salt. But if I see too many complaints around the same thing, I know it's time to change something. Right, right. Cool. So I know you, I know you built your business a lot using Instagram. So what, what is the, the, the strategy for um, building a business around Instagram? Because I know that's something that a lot of people want to do. I've never personally um, seen that strategy, so I'm kind of curious about what it, what it takes and what you did. Oh, man, my strategy is about building relationships. So, I mean, they'll tell you great content, and that's very important. But I like to DM people. I like to slide in their messages. I like to talk to them, build a friendship, send them free products in exchange for a picture. And, you know, through that method, every week I'm messaging 10 to 15 people, sending out free samples still. Because that's how I base my business off of. There's so many people out here, you know, now it's getting to the point where people realize, hey, I can make money taking pictures with other people's products. But at the same time, for every one of those people, there's 6,000 other people who would do it for free and gladly. So those are the people I try to target. And in doing so, I've been able to target some high names, big people, and that's been a blessing, man. So how did you find the people, your initial, uh, your initial targets? What criteria were you using to identify those people? <laughs> Oh man, um, I would look at if they fit my model. If they if they look beautiful, if they had some kind a lot of engagement on their comments or likes, that's how it was. And then Instagram changed their algorithm a little bit, so you got to change with that. But still, I always say people are like sheep, man. So if you get one person who several people follow, a lot of people follow, they're going to follow what that person does. And the more people who follow that, it's going to compound. And you're going to get more and more people who follow. So it really worked out for me. So with Instagram, as far as, as, far as I know, you can't, you can't include uh, links in, on there. So how, do you, how, how, does, how does the sales process work? How do, you get your, how do you get the customers from Instagram to uh, the sales page for your product or, or where you're leading them to? On every post, I have my website. There's also in the, um, in the bio, you can put your website link. But now Instagram allows you to put it in the stories. 
And if you put it in your Instagram story and you swipe up, it automatically takes them to the web page or the link that you put it in there. So that right there has been a big help. But uh, pretty much you're, with Instagram, you're able to convince them to buy before they ever get to your website. Hmm. So about 70% of people, by the time they get to my website, they're already sold on the product. Now I just got to make it a smooth transition from them landing to my site to buying from my site. Okay, that makes sense. So I know you're in touch with a lot of other entrepreneurs, uh, and I'm sure along this journey, uh, you've seen other people uh, create businesses and see, I guess, try strategies that just didn't work out as well as yours did. What do you think you're doing differently um, than some of those other people who aren't as successful? I mean, when it comes to strategies, man, it comes to luck. So if I promote through shout outs, Three of my friends who have highly successful businesses do not make one penny through shoutouts, but I make money through shoutouts. But they make money in a way that I can't make money. And you got to kind of play the play with it a little bit to find what works for you. So with me, I can hyper-target who I shout out to. Since I'm a natural skincare product, I can sell to vegan or promote on vegan web, on vegan Instagram pages or natural hair Instagram pages or skin pages. So it kind of gives me that aspect where... If, say, I'm selling a cell phone case, they can't really promote. They kind of got to promote through a luxury page or something like that. And then it's going to come down to your target audience. So if I'm selling to women, women buy so much more than men. So it, then again, you got to take that into consideration, and that makes it so much easier for me. Women are going to see something and want to try it, whereas men are going to see it, and then they're going to have to think it's cool, and then they're going to have to think on it and wonder if it's going to get them girls. So... <laughs> <laughs> It's an interesting dynamic when it comes to social media and who you're selling to. Right, right. That's cool. So what are you doing to to continue to learn and improve your company? Oh, man, I'm studying every day still. Uh, you know, I, I'm the one who does my Instagram page every day or go through the emails or solve all the little issues with me personally. So I get to be on the ground floor and see whenever an issue pops up. As far as growing, I'm in Brazil right now. I've been out here for a month, man. I'm, I'm expanding my business down here because the market is just so perfect for it. Um, I've had boots on the ground in Africa doing the same thing in South Africa, Nigeria, Uganda. Um, I'm headed to Europe in a little bit to do the same thing. So, I mean, I'm just trying to get it a more global reach for it. That's so, first, you know, my first idea is I have to get it in stores, but... Why? There's no point getting it in a store when I can have it all over the internet. In my first six months, I sold to 23 countries. So, I mean, it just really opens your eyes up to the possibilities you can do online. So were you using the internet to make these connections in these different countries? How, how did you get in touch with these people? Um, social media. Um, <laughs> I'll link up with people through Instagram. Um, when I get to that city, I'll, I'll meet up with them. Or I'll land in the country and go find spas and people to talk to. I mean, I play every situation different depending on the situation. So, But the biggest thing, man, is people get nervous or they get scared or, you know, afraid, but you just got to do it. If you keep pushing and you're diligent with your work, it's going to fall through. It's going to work out perfect. Hmm. So were there any resources that you had to gather when you were building this up? I know I know before you were talking about the legal aspects of stuff. Did you have to hire an attorney? Did you, did you have to hire... Like, you know, some QA people to make sure your product wasn't going to, I don't know, harm someone or something like that. Like what, what, who, who were resources did you have to, I guess, bring on your, bring on your team or at least hire for a certain period of time? I mean, I hired attorneys to make sure all my business stuff was right. 
far as QA, um, since you're using natural products, the rules are less stringent as long as you stay away from certain ingredients. Now, I would test each product on about 20 to 50 people that I know and see, you know, if they had bad reactions, stuff like that. But as far as legal stuff, as long as you do your research, I mean, I have all the MSDS sheets at home. I worked for an engineering company before I quit my job. Well, when, before I quit my job. So I brought in all the process control aspects of that that we would do for aviation into my business. So everything is tracked from day one, from every ingredient, from where it's coming from to what we do with it. So how long it's been on the shelf. So, I, I mean, that was a blessing to be able to take that skill or that aspect from the, my old job and bring it into my business that from the aviation aspect. So other than that, man, just lawyers. I mean, just making sure your business is all right. Accountants, making sure you're not spending too much money too fast. And the biggest thing is just good counsel, having someone who you can talk to who's going to lead you in the right path. It's a good mentor. That's the most important thing. Okay, I like that. So before when you were talking about um, growing your business and, and resources that you were using, what, what are some of uh, your favorite business resources or things that you, you leverage uh, personally to, to stay on top of uh, your business? Upwork. <laughs> I love Upwork. Freelancers. Uh, <laughs> man, customer service is not my forte. Well, okay, I love customer service, but customer service brings in people. It gives that good word of mouth. So that part I'm good with, but reading emails especially stupid emails is not for me. So having a good assistant or VA, that was a blessing. Um, Fiverr, I still use Fiverr. I found good people on there who write amazing articles for me, who do little stuff for me. So just having the ability to have good freelancers out there, people who do this for a living and can help you grow your business without having the big overhead, um, it really helped me go to the next level faster. So I have more money to invest back into the business. Nice. So, what are the were there any challenges when you were developing this business that you didn't expect? That's a, a challenge every day. <laughs> uh, you might be making fifty thousand one month, and Instagram decides to change its algorithm and knocks you down to thirty thousand, and then you got to figure out how to get around this curve, or you might get a complaint that really irritates you, or just I mean, growing the business is a challenge in itself. Um, everybody wants to grow a business, but they don't realize how much work it goes into it. I mean, how much work, how much loss of sleep, everything. So the biggest challenge I say I face is just trying to keep up, keep up and learning the stuff I don't know. Cause there's always something you don't know and that something you don't know will hurt you. So you got to always stay on top of things. That's the hardest thing to do for me. What are your What are your main learning learning resources? Internet. Um, I'm always online. Or I mean, I'm I'm in this entrepreneur group, Seeker Entourage, and there's a lot of um, just a lot of other entrepreneurs. So when I have an issue, I could go knock on, text one of them, or ask a question on Facebook, and then somebody will answer with the answer to that problem. Um, let's say Facebook marketing. I could hit up Herman or Andrew, and they'll tell me, hey. Matter of fact, Herman walked me through. I met him through Secret Entourage. I called him one day at Starbucks. He walked me through the whole Facebook marketing setup. So it really saved me a lot of trial and error, a lot of time. So I love that aspect to be able to call people and ask for help because we all need help in this in this business. 
So you are using other social platforms other than Instagram to uh, to grow your business. Ninety percent uh, of my still come from Instagram. Okay, but Facebook and Pinterest um, are the other two. I still I have products listed on Amazon. Those do pretty good too. So Facebook, we're really just getting started. Pinterest, I got about thirty thousand followers. Sales, sales are garbage from Pinterest, but you know. Just the fact that I can grow and have my product in front of more eyes is worth it for me. Right, right. So, what kind of schedules do you keep? You talked about like uh, you know how how hard it is being an entrepreneur. What are your what are your hours like? How much sleep do you typically get? Uh, I love sleep. I like going to bed early. So I go to bed around eleven. I wake up at five in the morning. Um, I start my day off usually when I'm at home um, with the gym, and then I get to my money making activities, which is marketing promotion after the gym and then from there it's emails or making products and figuring it out the rest of the day um i usually work till about seven eight o'clock at night from you know from about seven to eight at night so i mean it's a full day but the thing is there's always something you're trying to do so even if i don't have something to do that day there's something i'll find to do i'll go post blog articles i'll go write a blog i'll start messaging people um, I'll start dealing with my packaging, trying to figure out how to perfect every aspect of my business. Before I was on rapid expansion, let's grow as fast as we can. Now I slow things down and I'm trying to work out all the little bugs so that when expansion time comes, I have everything in place. What advice would you have for someone who's uh, looking to start a business? They're, they're struggling to get it really off the ground and they see your success and they say, hey, I want to know what, what, what did David do? What, what would you tell that person? Tell them to keep pushing, man, to be diligent. Nothing takes off overnight. I have a quote I love. I've seen it on Incredibles a long time ago. It's, um, Luck favors the prepared. So as long as you're prepared, when your time comes, everybody's going to call you lucky, but they didn't see all the work you put in the whole time. And that work is what's going to make you an overnight um, success. It might take 10 years to get to that level, but when it comes, it's working. Nice. All, like all the lack of sleep. The lack of food, the headaches, the people telling you it's not going to work out or don't quit your job, all of that no longer matters once you've got what you want, once you hit your goal. So what are your current goals? What are you, what are you looking to do with this business? Um, I'm going to take this business as far as I can. Um, my current goals go by the week, man. Uh, <laughs> I want to make 15000 in sales this week. That's my current goal. But other than that, I need to take, I'm working, I've been down here in Brazil. I want to take over this whole country. I want my product to be one of the number one products out here. Nice. Um, I want to expand more. I want to be, I want, when you type in ingrown hair, I want to be the first thing that pops up on Google. So that's what I'm working for now. So in the, in the marketplace that you're currently in, it seems like skincare is, uh, is, is, I don't know, pretty competitive. Uh, what do you do to stand out to make your product different than uh, what, what everyone else is out there uh selling i'm hungrier than them man i'm more hungry i work harder than them when they're asleep i'm working when they're out with their family i'm working i'm in the garage i'm in the lab i'm pushing harder than they push um if they message one person i'm messaging that person they message and i'm messaging five more if i see one of their customers in their comments talk about how they love their product i'm going to message their customer and offer them a free product Um, I'm, t- I'm still in all their followers. I'm still in their customers. This is what I do best. Um, I'm building that relationship with them. So that's my drive. I know what I want. I know where I want to be. 
in the next six months, in the next year, and I don't let nothing get in my way. Every market, every market isn't competitive, but what makes you stand out is how hard you push in that market. Yeah, yeah, I like that. So, so from that, does that mean that you're? I assume that means you're following your competitors, and then you're looking at like what they're doing and saying, how, how can I, how can I siphon customers away from these people? Not only am I following, I have web pages running the analytics on their Instagrams uh-huh. or on their pictures. I study them. I know them better than they know themselves. Nice. I know who their customers are. If they act, customer accidentally messages me, I, I take full advantage of it. Or if they have a hashtag, I go look at their hashtag to see who's posting pictures with their products, and then I'm going to go message them. So if you have a good product, I have a better product as far as I'm concerned. So I'm going to let your people know. I'm really aggressive when it comes to that. Are there any Instagram tools that you use uh, to like, I guess, things outside of just the regular platform that help you with with your business and doing this sort of research and analytics? Icono Square, they're pretty good for analytics. I also have Tailwind running. Um, I actually have like four different analytic tools running to measure what's going on, my engagement, my comments, my followers. Um, Icono Square lets you track your competitors. So... You can put in whatever your closest competitors are or even someone who's not close to you but is doing extremely well. You can track what they're doing too. So I love that. I love to know what's going on at all times. But even without that, personally, I prefer to go through their comments. I prefer to lay in bed and scroll through my phone early in the morning and read their comments to see what people are saying about them, seeing who's liking their pictures. That way I kind of have a better idea on who to target. Hmm. Okay. And then that way, and you're, and you're targeting specific individual customers. Yeah, I'm targeting anybody who leaves a comment because if they leave a comment, especially if it's a bad comment, oh, I, I could make them love me. <laughs> <laughs> if they leave a bad comment, I promise they're going to leave a good comment on my page. Right, right. Awesome. Well, David, I love the fact that you're you're driven and you're you're you know really serious about your business, and uh, you you seem to have uh, as as much as you said that you know you hate stupid questions, you you know you you seem to really care about your customers and really want them to have a great experience, and it seems like they are having that. So, um, yeah, that's word of mouth, man. Word of mouth is the fastest going. So social media is cool, but even with social media, it comes down to word of mouth because if somebody likes your product, they're going to post about it. Right. You get one person to buy off of every person who posts about it. And then they post you just growing that web. And so customer service is very important. I send out a lot of free products if anything is wrong. If we mix up one one product in your order, you get a whole a whole new order of everything. I'm not I don't even play like that. Nice. I'm not gonna send you a new moisturizer because your moisturizer was missing. I'm gonna send you a new everything and probably something else too. Yeah, I like that. I mean companies that, that really care about their customers and go above and beyond are ones that I definitely want to uh, keep doing business with. So, so you're definitely right. doing things the right way. Um, so David, before we close out, I wanted to know, uh, how can the baller circle get in touch with you and learn more about your business? Um, Facebook or Instagram, pure tropics, P U R E T R O P I X or my personal Instagram is opulent underscore L I F three. That's the best place. If you have any questions to message me, you're going to get lost in the Pure Tropics DMs. But if you message me on my personal Instagram, I usually reply to that. So. Awesome. Sounds good. Well, David, I appreciate the time. And uh, yeah, let's stay in touch. Thanks for being awesome and joining us on another episode of the Internet Ballers podcast. 
Be sure to listen next week where I'll be sharing another story of yet another inspiring internet baller. In the meantime, you can check out the blog post for this episode as well as listen to other episodes of the Internet Ballers podcast at www.internetballers.com. Again, I'm Michael Pasha and happy marketing. Thanks for listening to the Internet Ballers podcast. Through our guest stories, you will learn the path to go from struggling entrepreneur to internet baller. We'll see you on the next episode.